Hey, welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we are going to be answering the question, is cosmetic surgery or Botox sinful? Which part of my face did I <laughs> Am have I talking about? <laughs> If you had to guess that which I'm one. Not, I'm not going there with okay, you. That's fine. Uh, so on the front end, before we answer this, we just we answer a lot of questions here on Q and A, and yep. some of them are very straightforward. You know, when we talk, about those are the best. What isn't it possible? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know what that yeah. is. You can tell us. We can go to scripture, but there are some of these that are a little bit more gray, a yeah. little bit more murky. There's no like, thou shall not have Botox right. that I can find anyways in the Bible. So walk us through this. Yeah. Neutral issue. All right. Is cosmetic surgery, Botox, there's a whole bunch of things that go in this category, but are they inherently sinful? And the answer is no. They would be what we would consider most things, which is inherently neutral. Mm-hmm. And neutral things can be used for good or for evil. So this iPad that mm. you know, if you're listening, you can't see, but I have an iPad in front of me. Yep. Um, so I don't memorize everything I ever say, you know, yep. but it's an inherently neutral thing. But as we know, that technology can be used for great good or great evil. Mm. And Botox is one of those things. Cosmetic surgery, it's one of those things. It has a lot of power to do um, good or evil, depending on how how it's actually used. Yep. So I, I want to just say that I think science is incredible. The fact that we can rebuild faces and pieces of our bodies, the fact that a woman can have breast cancer and have to have a double mastectomy and mm. then have them rebuilt to some, some semblance of functionality and normalcy again. Mm. I just, we live in an incredible time. And so uh, I, I want to be really just like grateful to God for how he has given us the capacity to put our bodies back together. Mm. And uh, one of our former co-hosts, uh, we we addressed this question a while back in a different way. And he he had had a really bad car accident and mm. uh, had a head of his, his face put back together. Yeah. You would never have known, wow. literally would never have known. And so on the, on the one hand, I'm just like really appreciative of that. And then I think about reconstructive surgeries. I think about things like a cleft palate, you know, that we can go in and we can restructure parts of the face to bring a semblance of, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, normalcy to to that. And um, I think about Botox. Uh, it's used to treat um, uh, different conditions such as neck spasms, excessive sweating. And uh, that's funny to me. And overactive <laughs> bladder. I love this. Even oh. lazy eyes. Uh, they also oh. can help prevent uh, Botox injections depending where you put them. Excessive migraines. So Interesting. Like, I, I want to be really clear that Botox has a Fast array of different uses, cosmetic surgery, yeah, we plastic can't surgery. It with yeah, you just know, getting rid of wrinkle, wrinkles every single time. Totally, mm-hmm. and and so I, I'm I'm pretty loose on this question, mm-hmm. but I do think you and I have we have spent a bit of time processing this, yeah. and uh, I deal with this in pastoral ministry on a semi regular basis, and so I came up with basically five big questions, and all the questions are really going to come back to two major concerns. So if somebody comes to me and they say, I want a breast augmentation, I want facial surgery, uh, calf implants, pec implants, bicep implants. I mean, mm. the kinds of things that people do are interesting A to lot me. of options. There are a lot of options to modify your body. And the body modification questions, um, the, we are just on the cusp of theologically and morally and ethically dealing with body modifications and the glory of God. Mm. 
Uh, when we talk about tech integrations, now we're just dealing with a different aspect of this mm-hmm. uh, mind, uh, the ability to, to, to integrate tech with your mind, with your eyesight, with all these different things. Like where's the line? Uh, yeah. Bigger questions that we're, we're facing um, are going to be, when does, when does something stop becoming human or start becoming human? I mean, these are huge questions yeah. that the next 10 to 20 years we're going to, we're going to have to navigate quite a bit as yep. a church. So uh, big major concerns are identity and vanity. Mm. Now, let me just like say this on, on, well, now we're in the middle of the podcast, but on the front end of my <laughs> answer here, uh, I have identity issues and I am vain. Mm. And we kind of all are to some degree, Correct. for sure. Right. We're selfish beings. We want to preserve. We want our best. I, know, I don't want appearance. you to think I'm ugly. I don't want you to think I'm fat. Um, I don't want you to see how bald I am. So before I came here, I shaved my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I am modifying aspects of my body. Honestly, at this point, I'm 41. So my goal is to blend in, not to stick out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm just trying to ride the wave, right? You know, my body's falling apart. And I just, but like. Uh, but everybody's yeah. doing this to some degree, modifying to some degree. You know, right. a lot of them wear makeup and everybody has a different baseline of what they feel comfortable with wearing on a daily basis. Yes. And like beauty, women in scripture mm. are, it, it's not a bad thing if a woman is beautiful or if mm. a man is strong or, you know, so like we, th- these are not inherently bad things. And to, to highlight what is already there, it's a very normal, it's a very normal thing, but identity and vanity. And so five big questions that kind of get under this. And if I was sitting with somebody, I would probably go through some version of these depending on their story. Number one, uh, is your identity bound up in your looks? Um, are you just constantly insecure? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, uh, at the end of the day, surgery is not going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. It just won't because it is inherently a heart issue. Mm-hmm. And is the surgery a sin? The surgery could actually be the result of an idol. It could be the result of trying to perform or please somebody else. That's also an idol. Insecurity just makes us do really ridiculous things. It could be just out of sheer vanity. Maybe you live in a microculture or subculture where beauty is the highest value. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have a great, like a great body, right? Uh, maybe you're with a bunch of women. They all work out and they all wear midriffs. And then here you are, you're 30 pounds overweight or mm-hmm. more. And, and, and honestly, you might have thyroid issues. I could go down the line with all, mm-hmm. you might be, you know, two months postpartum struggling to lose weight after you had a baby. I mean, who knows the, the, yeah. it could be endless things. And you're like, well, all the women that I'm friends with are skinny and they work out and they're beautiful and their bodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's me. Yeah. And vanity is a very real thing and keeping up and trying to keep up with the people in your friend group. And, mm. and all of these are just demented values when it comes to like, what are we known for? Yeah. What are me and my people known for? Or what is the Bible value? What are its highest values? Right. And I'm sorry, but like, I, I'm trying to imagine a world where the apostles are like, well, my muscles are bigger than your muscles. So I'm better than you. <laughs> you know, like, They're what pretty are we, like my body is correct. like, so yeah. There are, there are bigger, better fish to fry in this world, mm. but the reality is this often, I don't want to put a percentage, but often mm-hmm. somebody is like, I want, I want plastic surgery. I want an augmentation. Um, there's someone they're trying to keep up with. There's someone they're trying to win their approval. Mm-hmm. And if this is the means by which you have to keep up with them or win their approval, you're never, ever, ever going to be satisfied. Mm, yeah. So is your identity bound up in your looks? That's, that's the, that could down the vanity side or the identity side. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, are you trying to appear as something you're not? I, I struggle with this because 
Like, okay, so I don't know where oh, this is going to come out of my mouth. So here we go. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, there are a small group of people, very small, and they are trying to, they're doing plastic surgery to present as different ethnic groups than what they were born with. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you're born as a male. And so you're having uh, gender uh, reassignment surgery. And so genitals or breasts are cut off. And it's mm. like the, the principle of presenting as something you are fundamentally not biologically or realistically um, I, Christians have huge is, is, issues with this because we believe gender and sexuality are sacred and that God assigned people that. And our job is to figure out how to live within the assignment that God has given us. Mm. So I, I struggle on that side. And <clears throat> those are mm. devastating surgeries that you can't undo. And uh, my heart um, really just wants to plead with people in that world to say, let's slow that train down while the all the pop culture is saying, yes, yes, yes. Um, we're seeing in all of the studies and stats coming out that it's actually having a pretty devastating impact on people. So yeah. are you trying to appear something you're not? That's number two. Um, here's a, a third question. Has your standard of beauty moved from what is natural to what is synthetic? Mm. Um, that's not inherently, I guess, sinful, but I think it's worth noting that what is normal and human is no longer beautiful to you. Mm. I want to, I want to, with men, identify a cause of this. The porn industry is, I think, a significant cause of this because there are some men who need something to be synthetic or out of the ordinary for mm. them to be attracted to it mm -hmm. when it is actually not normal or natural. Or natural. Yeah. And so I say that because that's an example of how that can take a really weird twist. And so mm. a husband looks at his wife and says, I'm not attracted to you the way you are. I need you to have a breast augmentation. Because you don't look like this. I need you to look yeah. like some image that has been seared yeah. into my brain. And that's not normal or natural or healthy. Or healthy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that woman that you're with is going to get older and older and older, and she's going to get more and more surgery to look younger and younger and younger. And unfortunately, as people get older, the younger they try to look, the less natural they look. Yeah. And so the person who's demanding it now, at the end of the day, they're never going to be satisfied. Mm. And even if they're satisfied for six months or six years, inevitably, this surgery isn't going to keep up in the way they're hoping it would. Yeah. Fourth question is, do I actually have money to do this? You know what? People, it's a lot of money and they yeah. don't. You might, you might not. That's like, and I mean, when we talk about you money, you, you know, is it a sin for me to buy a Tesla? Maybe, yep. maybe not, depending, maybe. you know. If you have the money, I don't care what you do. Right. But don't go into debt. Mm. Or, or if you have $5,000 to your name and the surgery costs $4,500, yeah. I'm not sure that that is the wisest way to spend 90% of your liquid income yep. for what it's worth. So do I have money? If you don't, it's probably an idol. If you're like, I must have this, even though I don't have the money, mm. it's probably not a good place. Here's the fifth question. Um, am I, am I taking into consideration the first fruits principle with my, with my money? Uh, you know, my views on this and, and like, I think it is striking that Christians, uh, I'm talking about Christians here, by the way, but yep. that's primarily who I'm addressing. Mm -hmm. Um, they won't tithe, but they'll spend $20,000 on an augmentation for their body. I'm mm. like, wow. So I would actually put it on the money side and say, um, are you as generous with the Lord as you are with your body? Mm. And uh, for most people, their kingdom is their body and it is not Jesus's kingdom. And so before we invest into something as superfluous as our failing bodies, mm -hmm. um, there's something more eternal that I think is valuable to say, okay, is, has that, is that investment first in your life? Yeah. And uh, I, I would say, as you ask these questions, 
you whittle down the motivations. Mm -hmm. Is it identity? Uh, is it vanity? And these questions kind of help you get there. And then again, if I'm looking at somebody with a cleft palate or somebody I'm looking with a double mastectomy, I'm like, that's not vanity. It's just actually bringing yourself back to a place of, of normalcy. And mm -hmm. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. If you've got the money and your motivations are, are good and it's not pr producing something unusually synthetic that is unnatural. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I don't want to be so close-minded as to shut everything off. I just mm -hmm. want to say, by and large, our culture makes an idol of the way you look into the youth good luck running after it because it's going to fail you. And if the people in your life are measuring you by that standard, mm. you probably have the wrong people in your life. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for walking us through those questions mm. that we can walk ourselves through and yep. kind of get to the meat of why we want to do some of these Amen. things. Next time we are going to be answering the question, can a Christian ever sue another Christian?